0: This is episode 36, why you're not doing the things that are good for you with Helen. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thanks as always for listening. Just got back from some more time in Texas with with my family and also spent two days with my speaking mentor. Her name's Connie Podesta. She's amazing. I set a strong intention about six months ago that I really wanted a speaking mentor. I've been speaking for 10 years and I've really had no one ever train me or watch my keynotes or help me get better. It's all been kind of on my own. And I realized how many blind spots I probably had by never really having a true coach and true mentor in that area in terms of helping me get to the next level. And when I first met Connie, I will admit I was a little intimidated by her because she's so good, you guys. She's so amazing. She's funny. She brings people up on stage. And I mean, over 30 years in the industry, just just awesome. And what I realized in in a mentoring relationship, we can't just focus on what we're going to get because then we can feel intimidated and we can come across as a little needy and there's not much in it for the person who's going to mentor us. We've also got to focus on what we're going to give. And so in cultivating my relationship with Connie, it's been so amazing to see the things that I can give to her. She's way far ahead of me in terms of her keynote speaking career, but there are things that I know in, in my business that help her. So I'm saying this for a couple of reasons. One... I firmly believe in the importance of mentors. If you don't have mentors in your life and you're not mentors to other people, set that intention and take action steps to connect with people that have the same vision and values who you can contribute to and learn from. And second, when choosing a mentor, don't just focus on what they can give you or what you can learn from them. Really look at what you have to offer because we all have things to offer. And the essence of of any mentorship is really truly about connection. So it's not just about what they can teach you about your business or how they can help. It's is this person someone that has the same values that you do and is this person someone that you really feel a strong connection with because that's what makes a mentoring relationship so valuable. And connection is such an important part of our life and is a bit of the theme for today's show. And we need all different kinds of relationships in our life. You know, we need our family relationships, our work relationships, our romantic relationships, our friends, and the people that we mentor and are mentors to us. The people that are older than us, farther along in their career path, and the people that are younger than us and and at a different point in their life or career path. Make sure you have one on either end to really cultivate that connection and so that you're always learning and so that you're always teaching. So, today's episode has to do with a very common question I get around how to keep up self-care practices like meditation, eating well, exercising, journaling, etc. And the most simplistic answer is just do it. Things don't become habits until we establish discipline around them. Like brushing your teeth. Did you think about having to do it this morning? Probably not but when you were little and your parents were trying to get you to learn, they had to have discipline, really be on you every night. Did you brush your teeth every morning? Did you brush your teeth? Eventually, it became a habit. And self-care practices don't become habits until we do them and we're disciplined about it. So we've got to just do it. But That said, I know that just do it is not the most satisfying answer, so in today's episode, my intention is to give you some insight and ideas that will shift your experience with making self-care a habit. If you intellectually know what to do in terms of self-care, however, you're just not doing it, then you'll really relate to today's caller, Helen. She's wondering why she's not doing the things that are good for her. Maybe she'll go through spurts, but then she gets busy and goes back to old coping mechanisms. Sound familiar? I think self-care is harder than ever before because there are endless distractions. All you need is one glimpse at Facebook or Snapchat, and the next thing you know, it's an hour later and you've gone down this rabbit hole of stalking profiles of everyone from celebrities to your exes to people you went to high school with. Meditation, exercise, journaling, reading a book that may stir up some confronting thoughts or release writing-to-process feelings is not as enticing as our phone, TV, or a glass of wine but the payoffs are far, far greater. I think you'll appreciate the direction this call goes and my advice for how to increase your self-care. Oh, and Helen does reference the winter retreat she attended with me. It's my signature retreat. That one just came about in winter. My next one is the summer retreat. Email jill at Christinehassler.com for details about that or my retreat to Bali. So as you listen to this call, consider... Are you feeling stuck or blocked in regards to your self-care? Do you know you quote unquote should, but just don't seem to be doing it? Do you have a community of like-minded people that you're connected to? Are you getting your soul fed? Do you make decisions with your head or your heart? And finally, how are you at playing? Do you really know how to play in a way that totally takes your mind off of everything else? And if you do, when was the last time you actually played. So on that note, be sure to listen to this week's Coach's Corner as I'm interviewing one of my friends who specializes in play. So keep all these questions in mind as you listen to my session with Helen. Hi, Helen. Welcome to the show. What's your question?
1: Hi, Christine. So I'd like to understand why I don't do things that I know are good for me. It's as if I can't get out of my own way. And I think it applies mostly to two main areas in my life. One regarding my personal growth and two just with life every day to do.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, how long have you felt that way?
1: I think I have felt this way for a number of years, and it just started becoming more apparent um in the past couple of years, uh, three to five years, I would say.
0: Okay. And what things do you think you need to be doing that you're not?
1: So, you know, it relates to my personal growth. You know, there's things that I know will be good for me. You know, after the winter retreat, this was amazing. It was so timely. Mm. Uh, I I know that doing daily work, you know, daily meditation, release writing, all of that, you know, is good for me. You know, so I was doing it on a daily basis and then, you know, something happened, life got just crazy and stressful, and then I went back to my old coping mechanisms. And so, um, I started again. You know, so I started release writing and I'm working on doing that for forty days because Great. forty days is what makes it a habit, right? Yep, yep. But at the same t- at the same time I know, you know, like I want to meditate in the morning. And in order for me to meditate in the morning, you know, I need to go to bed earlier the night before. Um, but instead of, you know, getting myself to go to sleep, I end up, you know, just watching T V or spending time online. And even so even though I know it's good for me there's something that's stopping
0: me from doing it. Right. Okay. So this is something that comes up a lot on the show and I'm going to, you know, there's, there's a couple podcasts that I've done. Like if you go back and listen to how to stop sabotaging yourself, that would be a good one for you to, to listen to or re-listen to. Um, I'm actually gonna, we we can talk about that in a second, but I'm feeling guided to kind of go a different direction with you. So here's the thing. A lot of times self-care and our dedication and discipline with self-care has directly to do with sort of our happiness level and like our soul food connection level. So what I'm curious about is how much fun, play, really heart-centered, juicy connection with friends, like how much soul food do you have in your life?
1: I think that's Definitely an area where I
0: could work on. <laughs> okay. okay. Because that is what we all crave. You know, yeah. at, at our hearts, we're all little kids. Little kids want to be with their friends, they want to be with people, they want to play. And if we don't have enough of that in our lives, then even our spiritual practices, which we think are good for us, um, are hard to motivate ourselves to do because it's more time alone. And yes, Uh it's great. It's great to be connected to spirit and it's great to do those things. Um, Like the release writing is a wonderful thing. And what I really am feeling like you need, Helen, to support you in this and to have kind of more inspiration to do these self-care practices is time with girlfriends, play, fun, creativity. Like that feels like what really, really is going to move the needle on this for you. I see. Does that make sense?
1: It does. I think that, you know, finding girlfriends today, now, you know, in college, it was great, and it was easy, and they still have, like, close girlfriends from college, but these days, I think it's harder.
0: Well, that's a story. And that's a belief. Yes. And as long as yes. you believe that, you'll yeah. attract that. And I used to have that belief because there was, yeah, the I hate Christine Club and I got teas and blah, 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 blah blah. But now I have more friends than I know what to do with. I mean, it's just like I'm meeting amazing people all the time, because I, I, I nourished my relationships and I believe in it. You know, I remember right. when I was married, my ex-husband, he, he had tons of friends, and he was like a really good friend to people and always had people around him. And at first I was a little jealous and like felt, you know, insecure in his group of friends. But then I was like, wait a second, like he's my husband. I can ask him questions. Like, why don't I just ask him to teach me how to be a friend? And it right. was really sweet. Like he taught me, he really taught me how to like establish great friends and to have a circle of community. And and then between that and just getting myself involved in things, um, like finding a spiritual community out here, finding a yoga community, finding an entrepreneur community, I found the people. So yes, it does take a little bit of effort. But if you put yourself in places and situations, and this goes for anybody listening, you put yourself in places that you enjoy communities where people are interested in the same kind of things you're interested in and really open your heart, then you you will find those people. And I can, one of my best friends is Lisa Rankin. She's an, she's an author and an MD and she's, she's amazing. She has lots of great books out there. Um, Uh and she and I went, we're at an event and I sat down next to her and she's so used to people wanting something from her. Uh-huh. she's like, Oh, how can I help you? And I said, you know what? I just really like you. I resonate with your story and I would just love to be your girlfriend. Like, can we just see if that works out? Like let's hang. <laughs> and she, she was like, that's amazing. And, and she's one of my best friends for the past three years. So it's that sweetness and that innocence of just connecting with people, Helen. And, you know, I know you've, cause you've come to a retreat and when you, I saw you let your guard down. And I saw you kind of drop the – because all of us, especially women, we have our guards and we have like a professional persona and it's natural even unconsciously to size ourselves up against other people. And when I saw you drop that guard down and let people see you, people naturally gravitated towards you and you started having a ton of fun. And so that's really possible for you.
1: So then can I ask another question? Of course. So because the other area where – I don't do things that I know are good for me is like in relation to that. And then just, you know, but it's like when I have an opportunity and I have time, I can't seem to decide what I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I think about like, what are all these things? Like there's so many things I can do. How should I spend my time? And then I feel this pressure, you know, cause I want to make the most use of my free time. And then when I do it, so say, you know, like, I want to try this new yoga studio.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so I I look, through, look at all the different yoga studios nearby and which one I think is going to be the right one, you know, based on what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And then I go and it's, you know, not as rewarding as, as I think, mm-hmm. you know, so I feel like I'm putting so much pressure on myself, you mm-hmm. know, and I'll go do something because I'm just going to be like, you know, you got to pull the trigger. You just got to go and it's all about trial and error but then I go and I end up being maybe disappointed or it's not as great.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So let's go first with the disappointed. It sounds like you have a bit of an expectation hangover Mm -hmm. and then we'll go second Mm -hmm. with the decision. So the first part about the disappointed is this is, this is because of expectations. Mm -hmm. You're placing way too much expectation on it rather than just acknowledging yourself for going checking mm-hmm. out the experience and being like, oh, okay, that was great. I got what I needed. And like, maybe I won't go back to that one or I met this cool person or the scenery on the drive was great. It's like you're collecting evidence for why it doesn't work more than you are collecting evidence for why it does. And yeah. when we set expectations and we look for all the things that didn't work about it, of course, we're going to be disappointed. So yeah. this is your responsibility to change your perception. The definition of a miracle is a change in perception. So this is about letting go of expectations, acknowledging yourself for trying something new, having the intention just to be open to it, and then right. not being disappointed because you don't have expectations. See, when we don't have expectations, and we're open and we're willing, and we collect evidence for all the reasons that it was helpful or useful or enjoyable, then we're not disappointed. Right. Yeah, that's true. Totally true. So that is okay. all expectation management. In terms of the decision one, I'd like you to start making decisions with your intuition and not just your head. So Uh, my favorite way to do that um, is, so let's say, give me a decision you're struggling with right now. Give me an example.
1: Let's see. What do I want to be doing this weekend? Like how I want to be spending my time. Okay, so what are some choices? Um, I can either go out of town with my husband or I can work on my resume and so I can look for a new opportunity um, for birth. Um, or just go exploring, you know, there's a bunch of different things to do in LA. Right. You know, I can pick one of those things and go do them.
0: Right. Okay. So the first question I would ask, and I want you to just close your eyes
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and feel into your body, feel into your belly, feel into your heart. And out of all of those options, which feels like it's going to be the most amount of delicious soul food? Like it's just going to feel, 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 feel really good to you.
1: That would be going to go do something that's on my list of things to do and, it, you know, just checking out something in LA.
0: Awesome. Decision made. Mm-hmm. And then after you make the decision, you don't entertain the other options anymore. You've made your choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Another thing you can do and see the, here's where you have to like, let it, let go of FOMO, you know, people make decisions and then they're like, right. oh, no, yes. exactly. no, 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 that's your head yeah. coming back to, we've got to get you reoriented to being able to show up for yourself and take care of yourself. And you're, you're not going to be able to do that. And you're going to rebel if you aren't feeling like your soul is fed and you're not feeling like you get enough play. You're Got not it. gonna wanna do your meditation. You're not gonna wanna do your release writing. You're not gonna wanna work out. You're not gonna wanna do those things because there's no balance. And so Got how it. how we act out when we're not getting the soul food in play is we eat too much, we drink too much, we watch too much TV, because we find some other way to satiate that part of us that just wants to be
1: like a little kid. Okay. It's all it's it's all about balance. Yeah. I guess.
0: Well, yeah, balance and yeah. and and and, and because, you know, we can't d- divide our life into pie chart, but it's, it's about awareness and it's about really knowing what's most important for us to feel. It is essential. We feel creative. We feel playful and we feel connected. When we don't feel those things, we're going to look for some other high, like food, drugs, movie, sex, whatever it may be. Yeah. So we've got to generate that play and that connection.
1: And so you think that if you do allow some of that to happen, you, then a part of you will end up doing the work that you know you should be doing. Yes. Because I don't know if I'm ever going to want to be like, I totally want to work on my resume today. You know, like that's that's not the funnest thing in the world for right. me, or, you know? Well,
0: it won't feel so daunting because you'll be having some other fun. Yeah. Okay. You know, like last night I went out with my friend and, he's hilarious. And we laughed and we talked and we had a yummy meal. And, and yesterday I was feeling a little drained because I had a hard travel day. And, uh, you know, the day, the days before a couple things happened where I wasn't feeling too much soul food and, um, just spending three hours with him and laughing and talking and being silly and connecting and being at my restaurant that I always go to where all the waiters know me and all those things. I woke up this morning, like ready for my day and I ready to do my meditation and on it and so much more inspired because i might got my tank full and and, and this okay. is where the word balance does come in handy i am you know you've listened to the show the people listening everyone knows i am so connected to spirit and think meditation and spiritual practices and and time for ourselves is important however we are spiritual beings having a human experience and we need connection. We need play. We need other humans beyond just our nuclear family, you know, beyond yeah. just your husband. I see.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Like, for example, another reason after you came to the winter retreat, it was easier to stay with your spiritual practice is because at the winter retreat, you get a lot of soul food. We play, right. we're connected, we're really bonded, we're affectionate with each other, you know, our, that part of us is very satiated. So it's easy to care for ourselves because we feel cared for.
1: Yeah. guys, Interesting. Right. Yeah. I mean, because you're in, in the, in the retreat, we're all there. We're all in the moment and you walk away and you bring that with you at home. But then I feel like, yeah, if you don't continue it, if you don't continue to be in that space, to be surrounded, you easily
0: lose it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. How are you feeling now? I'm feeling a lot better. Thank you.
1: That that was really helpful.
0: Good. Good. And keep me posted on things. And again, make decisions on how it will make you feel. Yeah. And I bet if you have a fun, playful weekend, a Sunday night or Monday morning when you sit down to work on your resume after you're feeling connected and playful and you explored L.A., The energy that you have not only to feel inspired to write it, but also your self-confidence and the way you see yourself if you're feeling connected will be much different. The resume you write if you spend a weekend doing things that are fun for you and create connection for you and ignite your creativity will be much different than the resume you force yourself to write when you're not feeling connected.
1: Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to to giving this a go.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Keep me posted. I want to know how it goes. Okay.
1: I will. Thanks, Christine.
0: All right. So I promise you that I'd offer some advice about how to make committing to self-care easier other than just do it. So hopefully you got some insight during the coaching session, but I'll elaborate more here. So here's the deal. Bottom line, self-care can often feel like punishment if we don't have enough connection and play in our life. A lot of self-care things like meditating, journaling, exercising, reading, are solo activities. And instead of feeling replenished, they can almost feel isolating. Remember, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And as humans, we need three kinds of connections. One to our higher power, whatever you call that God spirit, or maybe it's nature for you. Two to ourselves. And three to others, others. If you're not out connecting and playing and doing the things that feed your soul, then you're going to want to rebel in some way. You know, if we don't get play in a healthy way, then we eat too much, drink too much, procrastinate, Facebook too much, all those things that move us away from self-care practices. So my overall coaching to you, if you're having trouble with being disciplined about self-care is to kind of go outside yourself for a while, go play, go connect, go find your like-minded community. So that piece of being connected to others feels fed. And that way, when it comes to self-care and spending that time on your own, it feels like nourishment, not isolation and punishment. And if you have any stories about how you can't find like-minded people, or it's hard to make friends or whatever, I encourage you to rewrite that story. Stop collecting evidence for the story you do not want to tell. If you have the expectation that you cannot meet new people or that people don't like the same things you do or there aren't people interested in personal growth in your city or you won't enjoy something new, you will end up with an expectation hangover. Collect evidence for the story you do want to tell. There are like-minded people around you. There are people that are open to personal growth everywhere And even if there aren't people that are interested in self-development and personal growth, there are definitely people around you to play with. So go find your tribe, find your playmates. Another thing I touched on with Helen is making decisions with her intuition rather than her head. So many of her decisions she tried to think through rather than feel into each scenario and really feel what feels better. So if you're trying to decide what to do, Imagine all the different options, feel into each one, and whatever feels the most connected, the most joyful, the most fun for you, do that. So, the final thing I want to touch on here is your state before you do anything. Helen was talking about writing her resume and spending the weekend doing that. And my coaching to her was if you go do some new exploration with your husband, When you sit down to write that resume Sunday night or Monday morning, you're going to write a much different resume because you got your soul fed, you got your play on. So before you sit down to do a work-related thing or really anything, check your state. Where's your come from? Are you creating? Are you writing? Are you working? Are you parenting in the energetic that really supports the direction you want to go? Or are you just sludging through life, forcing yourself to do things? We can't just go through the motions. You have to feel the feelings, be in the energetic that feels most alivening, and then take the action. And we are 100% able to change our state at any time. It just takes some focus, some intention, and a willingness to get into a different mindset and heart set. So some takeaways and assignments for you. First, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 15 called how to stop sabotaging yourself. You might get some deeper insights as to why you're not doing the things you know are good for you. Second, be diligent about setting up and connecting to your community, your spiritual community, your playmates, your like-minded tribe. Ask people to be your friend. People love that sweetness and innocence. We need to drop the guard and really be seen. When it comes to decision-making, remember, Go with what feels like it will be the most amount of soul food. And then if any buts come up, don't entertain any other options after you've made your choice. Our intuition, our feelings will often make a choice and then the mind will come in and go, what about this? What about this? What about this? Stop the FOMO. Make that decision with your heart and then go with it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think it will benefit any of your friends, please share it with them. It always means a lot when you share about the podcast. That's how we get more people listening. And if you have any time to go and write a rating and review, I always appreciate that as well. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I love connecting with you every week. And don't forget about this week's Coach's Corner. My friend Charlie will be on teaching us how to play.